the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Man, this is such an, a fantastic example of the fact that you are never too old to pursue your dreams. A woman just earned her high school diploma 79 years after dropping out. Grace wow, lives no in kidding. Alabama and she's 94 years old. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. She never, ever mentioned regretting anything in life. You know, she would never take it back because she absolutely loved my grandfather and that was just what she wanted to do. But I think this was very important to her. You see what happened? Grace left high school at 16 when her husband went to fight in World War II. And she went on to be a school bus driver for 30 years and even ended up driving her own granddaughter to school at one point. Her whole family, including all 26 of her great-grandchildren, were there to witness her in her cap and gown getting her diploma. How cool is that? What a great story. (laughs) There's something a little bit different about my parents today, and I am so glad you have not noticed it, Kev. I'm thrilled Hmm. because if you had, you would have been teasing me incessantly. So I'll just out myself (laughs) about what's different. What did I do this time? (laughs) So you can get a good laugh in just a minute. I'm so glad that you haven't noticed this about my appearance, Kev. And um, it's always fun to make fun of yourself because then other people get to laugh. I noticed something yesterday. I didn't say anything. Oh, what did you notice? You look like you got a bit of a, uh, maybe a spray on tan. Well, it wasn't spray on. Um, I texted my mom and my four sisters last night. We've got a group. And I said, want to laugh? And one of the sisters said, yes. And I said, well, I use the same organic tanning cream I've been using for years because I got the stupid idea that would be fun to come back from vacation, quote, tan, because you had informed me before we took some time off. I'm working on my tan all week. And I knew you were going to want to post a selfie the first day back, which you did. And so um, I'm like, all right, well, I'll put this tanning cream on. Well, the tanning cream, the directions never tell you when to wash it off. It just does, you know, put it on. And if you don't like the results in six hours, put on some more. Okay. And so I left it on longer than I've ever left it on before. And I put it on the night before and then didn't shower the next morning because I just showered the night before. And I get home after having it on all day, and I glance in the mirror, and I was like, (gasps) (laughs) I look like one of the Oompa Loompas from the original Willy Wonka. I left it on way too long. I was horrified, and my sisters were laughing so hard, I sent a meme of an Oompa Loompa, and then they were begging for selfies, which I wasn't brave enough. And um, I said, I'm getting in the shower, and I'm exfoliating everywhere. And um, what then the one sister, the oldest sister, she's the wise one. She said, you might want to check the expiration date. I looked and it had exp- expired in August of 2019. Ooh. <laughs> and 
it's organic. So uh-huh. you know what happens to organic ingredients after they expire. So Whereas you don't have a rash. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very orange and it's normally great. Tanning cream doesn't turn you orange, but when it's two years expired, it what do does. you expect? <laughs> You know, when you hit one of those spiritual dry spells, you can feel like you're the only one. Like, I'm the only person this happens to. Everybody else is just on fire all the time. Why am I hitting this dry spell? Well, I have news for you. Everybody hits them, and it's okay. Got some encouragement for you coming up next. Be leery of someone who tells you they've never had a spiritual dry spell. Because they're not telling you the truth. I'm telling you, everybody goes through them. And sometimes it's just like, what is happening? Why Why am I not feeling the way that I did You know, like a week ago or a month ago or whatever? I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's because your spiritual life, it's a lot like fitness or diet and exercise, right? It's like with um, when you start a fitness program, you go to the gym once and you come home and you start looking at your abs, right? And you're like, well... <laughs> I did some sit-ups, or, or you eat one salad, and you're like, you jump on the scale. Mm-hmm. I gained weight? How did that happen, right? It's like the same thing, or, or going for a walk. You go for a walk once around your neighborhood, and you know you start to see different things. But then when you start going for a walk day after day after day, you start meeting some neighbors. You start noticing some things like, oh, wow, those are pretty flowers. I never noticed those before. You start having concerns about some of the neighbors you met that you never knew before, right? And it's the same thing with the spiritual life. Is as you, you pray more and you get that constant contact with God, it doesn't happen overnight. I'm not saying that you can't have those boom, pow, Paul, you know, moments where all of a sudden blinding light and everything becomes clear. I mean, we all, we've all had those too, and those are great. But for the most part, it's day after day after day. That's why it's called a relationship. Think about your relationships with other people. It's sure you had that moment with your better half when it was like, wow, she's the one or he's the one, whatever it is. You had that moment, but then it's day after day after day doing those things like, hey, I took out, I know you take out the trash. Usually I did it for you. It's those things day after day that really make the relationship strong. So if you're in one of those dry spells, keep going. It's step by step. It's day after day. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through it. Just be consistent. God's there for you. So another thing, we were talking about dry spells in the spiritual life. Another thing you can do during those dry spells or to lift yourself out of them is listen to great music like we play here every day, right? Oh, yeah. And you know what else I think works really well? I've noticed it in my mom's life. Because I always say my mom has the hardest life taking care of my dad every day with MS. And she never gets a break, never gets to travel, go out to eat. She's always feeding my dad like Mm -hmm. she can't eat a meal on her own is gratitude, I think that really helps you through the spiritual dry spells, gratitude, and then like doing something nice for somebody else. Mm -hmm. It kind of takes the focus off yourself and suddenly you're like, gosh, I'm in a really good mood. But my mom, she'll be grateful for like the most minuscule things. Like she'll have a new issue with my dad's health and she'll be like, the Lord just gave me the best solution, Taylor. And she gives him all the credit. Like she actually uses a bungee cord on my dad's legs to keep him on his chair because mm. they'll start to slide off. And she's like, the Lord just showed it to me one day. Like I can use the bungee cords. <laughs> and it's a quite a fashion statement when dad goes to church <laughs> in his bungee cords. But I, as soon as he started talking about spiritual dry spells, I thought I got to ask my mom what, she feels like the the secret is. I think she probably, because she is so busy, she'd go like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for a dry spell. <laughs> yeah, I got to cling to him every day. I think we've all been duped at one time or another into buying something that, you know, we thought, oh, this will be healthier. And it says here on the 
package, oh, gluten-free, but tastes great. And we buy it, or we buy a protein bar that's got like a picture of birthday cake on it. And you bite into it, and it's like Play-Doh with a little sugar Ooh. on it. And you're just disappointed, right? So It tastes so, like chemicals to me. Happened to us when my wife bought these plant-based chicken patties. Trying right. to be healthier, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah. I'm, I'm down for anything. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, whatever. I'm, but yeah, let's let's give them a whirl. So, <laughs> um, I had I had already heated up leftovers, but she's like, do you want me to make you one of these? And I said, no, I'm just going to eat these, but I'll try a bite of yours. She took one bite and refused to eat the rest. She was like, I don't know what this tastes like, but it does not taste like chicken. This is bad. <laughs> and she even made it the unhealthy way. It was microwave instructions. And frying instructions. She's like, I'm going to fry it because it'll just taste better. Yeah. So she fried it. And I said, okay, well, I'll give it a whirl. Let me let me give mm-hmm. it a try. And I took a taste. I said, here's the problem. You know what they should do? You put some Old Bay seasoning on this. This would be a really good vegan crab cake. <laughs> but as a, quote, plant-based chicken patty, it's an absolute fail. Did she like, put some Old Bay on it and try it that way? No, I ate like two more bites of it and it went in the... Went, Wow, that's pretty bad. I used to eat stuff like that, and now I try to like, like what tastes really good is if a restaurant makes homemade veggie burgers out of Mm -hmm. real veggies or real beans. Mm -hmm. Those are so good. But the frankenfood stuff, I try to stay away from it. There are, I don't know if it's the FDA, but there are like government guidelines to use words like low fat and fat free. They have to have certain percentages. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering about the term plant based. Does that mean that it's completely animal product free? Or does it just mean, for the most part, <laughs> it's uh, got plant stuff well, in it? Well, usually they add that vegan stamp on there, too. Right, but I'm wondering, does the word plant-based, because that would imply, and you'd think, oh, I'm being friendly to the animals and I'm being so healthy. Then you take a mm-hmm. bite and you're like, blah! And then you read the <laughs> label and it's got more chemicals than mm-hmm. you can pronounce. And you're just like, what am I doing? Why didn't, yeah. I, why didn't I just eat the chicken patty? <laughs> Right. At least I knew what that was, kind of. Mm-hmm. There's I have something. No idea. Of, there's something too. My sister and I were just talking about this the other day because she's on this big kick to get all this. She's been following this lady. Just stop and read the label, mm. and she's been on a, a tear to get all the chemicals out of her foods. Yeah, you won't believe how far how hard it is just to find something like almond milk that doesn't have guar gum in it. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a journey for her. I'm like, well, well just like, after you, know, you do all the work, take pictures of the items and I'll buy them. I like guar gum as long as it's free-range guar gum. <laughs> as long as it's plant-based yeah. guar gum, I'm good with it. Then it's it. good. Do you ever uh, try to dig a little deeper into somebody's job and what it's really like? And it's fascinating. It's like not what you would have thought it was like. I did that the other day, and I think you'll find this story really interesting, too. I'll tell you about it next. Okay, what if I told you you just got offered a new job and your job is going to be to teach people to do something new that they've never tried before. You have to feed them every meal and you're going to spend three to four nights out in the woods with these people you've never met. That's your job. And you can just keep uh, replicating that over and over again. Sounds like you're the host of Survivor. (laughs) Pretty close. I was talking to my kayak guide on vacation, which we hired her to take us about four hours, and that was it. And while we were out on this kayak trip, um, it was the first one we've ever been on where they offered us lunch. Like they, she bought and pa- brought a lunch for us. I was mm. like, "Wow, this is fancy." We're used to like either skipping lunch or having a bar or something. 
she started telling us during our lunch break that she takes people out for three and four night excursions. And I'm like, no wait, kidding. you pack everything you need in the kayak? She's like, yeah. And I was just, I was mesmerized. So I asked a million questions. But the best question I asked was, have you ever gotten together with someone you thought, whoa, I have to spend four days with these people? And she said, yeah, it's happened. And I said, oh, tell me, tell me. And it Thought was, bubble. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> no, we were only three or four hours. She can put up with us. No, this is three or four nights. I got to emphasize this okay. is camping and she's cooking for everyone on this trip okay. of like seven or eight people. And she said she knew her first clue that something was up was they wouldn't return any of her calls. Mm. She tries to touch base with her customers before the trip. And she also has a questionnaire about any dietary needs. And they said they were gluten free. And she's like, oh, no problem. We'll make it happen. Well, it turns out she meets this couple and they weren't really truly gluten free. They were more like low carb and they were using the kayaking trip to try to lose weight. And so, like, when she, people were, like, in awe of seeing some orca whales, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then they would get on shore and they would start doing squats. <laughs> and, and she said the one night she specifically made, you know, over a campfire, separate gluten-free pasta for this couple and, you know, regular ca- pasta for the other people. Well, they didn't want the gluten-free pasta. So they <laughs> ate the regular pasta. And she, as the guide, ended stuck. up having to eat the gluten-free oh. icky pasta. It was like the whole thing. We were just all of it. was me and Glenn and another couple that hired her that day. And we were just in awe of the whole, you know, situation of human nature and, and why they would. <laughs> there's a lot cheaper ways to try to get healthy than a kayak trip. <laughs> Coming up, what first attracted you to your other half? The fact that they were funny or smart? Are you on the dating scene right now? What's more important, being funny or smart? You would think intelligence would be super important when it comes to deciding who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But according to new research, it revealed it's more important to be funny than smart Hmm. when meeting someone to fall in love with. So maybe all the singles need to take a comedy class. Guess my wife just got lucky. She got both. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's so lucky, Kev. She refused to settle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole package. That's right. (laughs) I gave Kevin... I tell you what, she's laughing really hard at that right now. I gave Kevin a compliment yesterday about his how he's such a good husband, and he goes, yeah, I guess I'm just too good. (laughs) When you're in a bad mood, what do you do to try to feel better? Do you have a quick fix that seems to do the trick for you? They surveyed people to find out what works, and here's how they responded. Coming in at number 10, hanging out with our pets, talking things out with a friend, going outside for some fresh air, getting some exercise, cleaning. I've done angry cleaning before. (laughs) Deep breathing, cooking or baking, distracting yourself with a TV show or a book, and coming in at number one, uh, number two, taking a hot bath. And the number one thing people do when they're in a bad mood, they eat a sweet treat. Hmm. So I I hope most of our listeners probably pray as their number one when they're in a really bad mood. They say you are what you eat and you want to be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
skip the kale chips and go for the go for the muffin. Okay, so you know that feeling where you're like, wow, God put me right there at that time for that specific reason. And it's the best feeling in the world. That happened to a mom in Michigan. Her name's Alyssa. And uh, she's got three kids, six, three, and two, and a baby on the way, Hmm. uh, if you can imagine. And she got all the kids loaded in the minivan, was going to take them there to the beach in Michigan. Um, And she sat in the minivan for a minute was like... I don't know. They've got these high winds and I just, I don't know if it'd be a safe day to go to the beach. And she just was like, I feel like I should go. And she goes and it is pretty windy and the kids are having a blast. And then she realizes this is getting too dangerous. Girls get out of the water. Okay. And right then she looked over and three kids were in major trouble in the water. And she looked around. And she's like, there was no lifeguard around. There was no one to call for help. And she's like, oh my gosh. And so she tells the six year old, Keep an eye on your little brother and sister. I got it. Mommy's got to go help. And she runs over to a pier and she leans over. She goes, I don't know how I did it, but one by one, I rescued these kids. I pulled every single one of them out up over that pier wall. And I don't know how I did it, but I did. I truly believe that I was meant to come here. I don't think it was a coincidence. Wow. She's laying on no her pregnant kidding. stomach. I was say, she's pregnant. Don't forget, she's Trying pregnant. to rescue. And then she, wow. I feel like another unsung hero in the story is the six-year-old. Mm. Because you can imagine what happened with the three and two-year-old. They kept running, wanting to be with mommy. With mom, right. And yeah, wanting yeah, yeah. to run towards the water. And the six-year-old had to go lift them up, mm. physically pick them up and get them back to safety. Wow. Quite a story. That's just incredible. What can't moms do? Seriously. <laughs> Do you feel like people judge your parenting coming up? Why you might be called a crunchy mom or a curling dad? Boy, it's hard to keep up with all the parenting slang terms. You got tiger mom, helicopter parent, lawnmower dad. Well, here are two more that maybe you hadn't heard of before. I know I hadn't heard of these. Have you heard of a crunchy mom? Crunchy mom. No. What is that? Think granola. Granola is crunchy. Basically, it's a parent that buys organic, healthy food for their kids, uses cloth diapers, and you're more likely to have a natural birth at home and homeschool your kids. That's a crunchy mom. That's a crunchy mom. Another one is a curling dad or curling mom. It can be either curling I was thinking curling. I might be the curling dad because of my massive biceps. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A good guess, <laughs> but think the Olympic sport curling on okay. ice with yeah. brooms. A curling mom or dad wants to frantically sweep away all the obstacles in your child's path so your son or daughter can go through life without the slightest bump. <laughs> kind of like a lawnmower parent, you know, but just mowing. more intense. But yeah, cur- intense. so if you hear someone call you a crunchy mom or a curling dad, it, it it may be somebody judging your parenting style. It may not be a compliment. So I think that's funny where they now define you as a, quote, crunchy mom if you feed your child organic food and use cloth diapers and, and things like that. But I'm here to tell you, once a crunchy mom, not always a crunchy mom. That was my wife. She started out as a cruncher, but moved on to something else. We'll talk about it next. It's always interesting how we have to label everything and they label like different types of parents uh, like the everybody knows what a helicopter mom is. Right. Then they mm-hmm. came up with a lawnmower parent. And that's yeah. where you you go ahead of your kid and you clear the path. And now they're saying a more intense version of that is a curling parent. Right. If you've ever seen that sport of curling, they frantically sweep all the ice out of the way. So the little 
rock will go down the go down the rink faster. Uh, so you're a curling parent if you do that. Mm-hmm. And then the one that made me laugh was the crunchy mom. Crunchy right? mom. Crunchy Think granola. Mom. So she's like all natural, healthy, cloth diapers. Everything's organic. It's cloth diapers. And I, here's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is once a crunchy mom, not always a crunchy mom. My wife, when our first daughter was born, this was before you could go. You went to the grocery store, like the normal grocery store. They did not have organic stuff. This is like over 20 years ago. They didn't have organic stuff. You had to drive to like, you know, the grocery store like a half hour away if you even wanted to find that kind of stuff. So she would go and get organic vegetables. There was no jarred organic baby food. She would buy organic vegetables, like steam them or cook them, whatever she did to them, blend them up and put them in ice cube trays in the freezer. And when Autumn needed to be fed, she'd take one of the cubes out, defrost it. Wow. And she would feed her that. That's That's, hardcore. She was hardcore, Mm -hmm. crunchy mom. Yeah. That was that was daughter number one. A few years later, daughter number three came along, and it was like, hey, don't spill your dipping sauce in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Save a nugget for mom. <laughs> right. Mom, mom, mom's eyeing those fries. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is the more kids, by that time we have four kids, so the practical reality was... This ain't going to work. <laughs> so much money and so much time. And yeah, I Going get it. Making it for everybody was uh. just, oof, it was just nuts. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying if, if you are a crunchy mom right now, you can go a little easier on yourself. <laughs> it's not the end of the world if they have a chicken nugget. I think it's a lot of fun, especially if your kids are older, thinking back to how you were as a mom or dad. And, and boy, my wife, she... I've had a front row seat to the best mom in the world with all four of our kids. And she would get obsessed about certain things. Like one thing she was obsessed about when they started going to school was they had to look perfect going out the door. She would iron their clothes. Remember my son, Kyle, when he was in high school, she would he would sit on a stool in the bathroom and she would take a flat iron because he has curly hair and he had really long hair. And she would would like iron it straight for him every day. Wow. Every day. That is a dedicated mom. And then, that's uh, incredible. She was obsessed with our our daughters that, that they would not that their bottoms would never experience diaper rash. <laughs> I mean they they would never ever know what that was like. And she was flawless until one day we left them the the girl down the street would do mm-hmm. some babysitting for us and we left left her with with Lindy and we got home and Lindy said, "Hey, I just want you to know um, one of your daughters had a had a little bit of diaper rash. Tracy's face was like, I don't know, you lost the million dollar lottery ticket and you're never going to find it. It was like, what? 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 What do you Poor mean? Thing. How did that? She's literal words out of her mouth. How did that happen? Oh, <laughs> I've tried so hard. Right? You know, what's funny. She was mortified. Poor thing. This whole conversation has made me realize for the first time in my life. I didn't I didn't even think about it. My mom was a crunchy mom without even trying. It yeah. was just how she was raised. So like cloth diapers, she ra- she had five daughters, including twins, and used cloth diapers with those little plastic things that cover them. Yeah. <laughs> and then there would like it was a big deal when she got like a diaper delivery. You know, they bring the clean cloth diapers to you. Right. <laughs> and then um, we were the only kids I knew that would have like weird healthy cereals. And I, I remember one time we were like. Mom, mom, can we have we having dessert tonight? We having dessert because we were only allowed to have dessert on the weekends. And she said yes, and we went, Yay! 
<laughs> and then she goes, I have a lovely cantaloupe. Boo. And we're like, Mom, that's not dessert. That is so funny. My, so funny. my wife had a friend like you. When she was a kid. That, that had the healthy mom? It, everything was like super, super healthy. Mm-hmm. And her family was the total opposite. You'd name the sugary <laughs> sweet cereal. They ate it by the handfuls. Like my, my father-in-law would put, he'd put sugar on Frosted Flakes. <laughs> and the little girl was, was not allowed to spend the night at her house. No. Because, yes, because oh, of the food This that is why had. I would always ask if I could go have dinner at Claudine Barry's house. Because they had good food? Because she, her mom worked for Entman's Bakery. Ooh. Ooh. And there was always like pastries and donuts, boxes so as a kid, and boxes. As a kid, you thought heaven was an Entman's bakery. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See if this creeps you out at night. Seven in ten people can't sleep if they know there's a bug loose in the house. No kidding. Yeah. And Kev, do you want to guess, uh, since you've got a, a wife and four, four kids, which bug people hate the most? Centipede. Oh, really? I'm going centipede. Those things creep me out. Uh, no, it didn't make the top five. Hmm. Number one was cockroaches. Uh, Ugh, I can't stand them. Uh, that's followed by spiders, which do not bother me. Spiders don't bother because they eat other bugs. So sometimes we even let have you, spiders live. Have you ever had one creep up beside you while you ate your curds and whey? No. <laughs> Well, so far, that hasn't happened. You haven't happened. experienced the terror then. <laughs> Little Miss Muffet did. Uh, so the bugs we fear the most, cockroaches, followed by spiders, ants, and mosquitoes. Um, this really surprises me. The average person loses 36 hours of sleep a year due to fear of bugs roaming no the house. No way. Yeah. Study done I've never by, lost sleep done over. by Orkin. <laughs> the only thing that will make me lose sleep over a bug is that feeling. You know that feeling when a mosquito bugs buzzes your ear? Mm. Goes, and you're like, No! Turn on the light and you got to kill it before you can go to sleep. Yeah. Because you don't want to get eaten alive <laughs> while you're sleeping. Here's the thing that creeps me out at night. We let our dogs out in the backyard before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. And there's woods, like dark woods behind our house. If they start just like barking out at the woods, you can't Ooh. see what's out there. I'm like, get in here, dogs. Get in, get in, get in. Come on. Well, this is the time of the show when we check in with our producer, Griffin. And uh, guess what, Kev? He's back to playing softball again, only... <laughs> Trying to prove he's still got it. Yeah, this time with a twist. All right. We'll find out what's going on with our producer Griffin next. So Griffin's in with us now, our producer, and uh, Taylor was saying that you're on a softball team again this year, but there's yeah. a twist. Yeah. Is the twist, you know how when you're a kid mm-hmm. uh, and you're playing baseball, they'll have the dads will pitch? Right. They'll pitch to, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. easier for you. You guys are having the wives are pitching to you. Oh, man. That, no, that, that would be not good. <laughs> I can imagine my wife out there. That would be something. She's not on the team at all. No, right? not at all. Um, but what is different is I am playing with my brother and sister this year. This is Ooh. a team that they put together. It's an okay. entirely, entirely new team from what I've done in previous years. How are the guys on the other team feeling about that? Uh, that team, COVID kind of uh, killed that team. I mean, not literally. Metaphorically speaking. Whoops. Disbanded. Disbanded, yeah. A year <laughs> off kind of made things tough. Whoops. <laughs> Choose your words carefully. Um, so my brother and sister, though, they're in their early 20s. And it's a team with all their friends. Oh, so you're the old man. I'm literally the oldest person on the team. By far. <laughs> By like 10 years. You're the seasoned pro. Yeah. Oh, and boy. They're like going, Griff, 
What were the 90s like? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but since all three of us, me and my siblings were on the team, my mom came out to the first game. Oh, how cute all her kids is that? Are there. I'm like, Mom, you don't have to come to this game. She's the team mom. Yeah. And she, sweet. Even though I'm the oldest, she did say, you know, Griffin, you're the best one out there. <gasps> so my mom said I'm the best. So, Mommy said yeah. so. I'm carrying the team. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And she told your brother and sister, shh, he needs that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true true time, honesty. Were you sore after the first practice or I'm the first I'm still game? sore. <laughs> it's almost been a week since our first game. I didn't stretch. I should have stretched. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sore. Are, yeah. You the, are you the only person born in the last century? No, they were born... My siblings were born in the late 90s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely the only one born in the 80s. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That is so funny. That's such a new experience for you. Because yeah. you've always been the young guy. What was the world like before iPhones, Mr. Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm not one to read a celebrity gossip or when a celebrity has something to say about X issue, but... There's an actress, a Hollywood actress, you probably know her, and she had a lot to say about the pressure that she feels to remain ageless. Does that sound familiar to you? We're going to talk about it next. Well, I don't think it's very fair, the pressure that women feel to not age. I mean, there's billion-dollar industries based on not aging, right? And mm. Creams and potions and pills and whatnot to get rid of fine lines and wrinkles and, you know, whatever. They come up with the, the, all the phrases they come up with to make you feel bad about yourself. Well, there's an actress uh, from Beverly Hills 90210 uh, back in the day, Shannon Darty. She's had enough of it. She's saying, like, enough is enough. She said, I was watching the movie uh, tonight and noticed there are no female characters I could relate to. None. She said, you know, women without filters, without Botox, without a facelift, women who have embraced their faith, faith, face and all the experience that has gone with it. And then she added, I've lived. I love that I have lived and that my face reflects my life. Now, how much of a relief is it? To hear that coming from someone in Hollywood rather than, I mean, you see like the famous actress, like the commercial will come on and it's for some cream or potion and mm-hmm. and they look flawless. They look perfect. And there's a lot more to it than just the cream that they're telling you to buy. There's the Botox and there's the oh, yeah. filters on the camera and all this other stuff. That's All it's done is designed to get you to buy something, mm-hmm. right? And when, I don't know why we look at aging as a bad thing. Why is there so much pressure to eternally, try to eternally look like you did when you were 16? Why? (laughs) I don't get it. It's so much pressure, yeah. And you just have to like, so much of it is just relying on your faith and saying, you know what? I want to be beautiful on the inside. That's what matters most to me. And just don't spend as much time and focus on well, your appearance because it can be a dark hole here's when you what go i'm there. wondering though is who decided beauty on the outside is only applicable applicable to like this time 16 to 24 that's it after that you are no longer beautiful on the outside and you need all this stuff no 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 mm-hmm. why can't we go like oh that is a beautiful 60 year old woman look at that or 70 or whatever i just don't understand why there's so much emphasis on looking like you're a teenager for the right i mean there used to be a commercial that ran years ago be high school skinny 
My wife was like, I don't want you to be high school skinny. You were scrawny when I knew you in high school. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. What's your favorite TV show to just kind of escape? You know, just be lighthearted, kind of mindless, just kind of decompress from the end of the day. Uh, Last night, I was walking through the living room, and I heard that familiar voice, and my husband was watching Rick Steves Europe. And as I walked and heard his, his nasally voice, I went, ooh, where is he today? And he goes... Sicily, Italy. And I was like, ooh. And I, even though I was supposed to go put uh, something from the washer to the dryer, I stopped and I had to look. The laundry will wait. I'm going to Sicily. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I got to escape for a minute. And um, I was like, you know, some of the foods, I was like, ooh, that looks good. And then he got to a point in the story of the, this one place in Sicily completely lost me. And I went, this is like watching a horror movie. I have no desire to ever go there. And it was the catacombs where I guess it was like considered this elite thing to spend money to have them mummify your body. Mm. And so what they basically did is they let the the skeleton you know, decompose down to just the bones and the teeth. And then they're still wearing the clothes they had on when they were buried. <laughs> and people walk through and it was like... Oh, oh my gosh, I can't take this. This is so creepy. Huh. And, you know, it's like this major tourist attraction. Cool. We went in Rome. Did you go to the catacombs in Rome? I know you've been to Rome. I haven't been to Rome when, uh, in a long Tracy time. Tracy and I but... went there. We went along the Appian Way. And, yeah, I mean, there were like miles and miles and miles. Of the and, mummies. And, uh, it, well, I mean, it's like you would go and they'd have family crypts and like entire yeah, I've seen generation stuff like after that. generation. But this would is the be first there. time I've seen the mummies. Hanging on the walls, like Hmm. trying to look like people, only they're so decomposed. And I would, and some of them really were like they would do close ups. And I was like, oh, like it just wasn't my thing. And I guess back in the day, it it was a tourist attraction way back in like 18 something. Mm -hmm. And like you could pay extra to hold hands and pray with your former family member. Just see, I would like I would okay. Be, I'll, I'll stick with Northern Italy. Be, no Sicily for me. I would be clever, and here's what I would do. Right, I would have my tour would be called "I Want My Mummy." <laughs> <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com